And so a whole generation grew up with only this image and advertisements of this boy in this very sissy-looking outfit advertising shoes. And the, the connection with outrageous behavior was completely lost. To my brother to ask for a loan Cause I was busted I hate to Welcome to the Common Errors in English Usage Podcast. I'm here with Paul Bryans, author of the Common Errors in English Usage website and book. I'm the editor of that book and host of this weekly podcast, Tom Sumner. Hello, Paul. Hi, Tom. I was just thinking about a term. I think you have some interesting things to say about it. Um, it's something that commonly we think of as uh, a cop coming up to you and or somebody reporting, I got busted the other day, meaning they got arrested. But the word bust has a lot more meanings than that. Yeah, I've been, I told you I've been thinking about bust for a little bit here. And it's interesting, and it can be both a verb and a noun, and they go off in very different directions. And there are a ton of popular expressions that include the phrase bust or busted, and and then that reminded me of the name Buster. So I thought, well, let's just explore this a bit and see where it goes. Well, it sounds good to me. The, the thing about the expression busted, and by the way, in, in terms of arrests, that really originates in the 60s and is, was used at first almost exclusively in relation to drug busts. Mm-hmm. So people who got busted for drugs, you didn't usually get busted for, um, I don't know, theft or um, parking beside a fire hydrant or whatever. Yeah. 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 And when people said they were going to bust this joint, uh, it was almost a double entendre. Right, right. But the word busted has intrigued me for some time um, because I have a, a, my memory goes back to a time when it was considered slang. And um, poking around in various usage guides and finding a lot of people still consider it at least casual usage. But I hear it all the time from National Public Radio reporters uh, where you might have expected broke, that mm-hmm. was busted. And, um, and then they, I ran across it again this last Sunday in the New York Times and I thought, hmm. So if the New York Times is using it this way, what does that mean? So that all of that led up to saying, let's, let's explore this a little bit. Um, I, the association I had with Busted, where I really ran into it a lot when I was young, was uh, in reading Huckleberry Finn. Mm-hmm. A novel it was a great favorite of mine. I read it seven times when I was a kid, and I've read it two or three times since. And Huck uses it all the time. Of course, that novel is written in very uh, lower-class dialect, and here's just one passage that when uh, it's a horrific passage in which Huck encounters his no good father and uh, it's, it's a scary scene. He says, as for his clothes, just rags, that was all. He had one ankle resting on top of the knee. The boot on that foot was busted and two of his toes stuck through and it worked them now and then. So when I see busted or hear it, I hear Huck's voice, and I guess the people that I hung around with, mostly my parents and my friends, didn't use busted in that way, and I don't think it used to be used in edited prose a lot either, 
but it is really strong now. So much so that where you might expect to hear burst, uh, you're more commonly going to hear bust. So I wonder if it's time to question whether this is really slang anymore. Now, in the case of the boot, uh, my shoes, well, my, my shoes got a hole in it. That's probably the first place people go. But if you were to use one of those two terms, yeah, you would say my shoes busted. Right. Yeah. And it wouldn't even be broken. So it's something different than that. And of course, Huck is uh, not a great one for using exactly the right word. It's often the very most effective word. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it could be unusual usage. Mm. Anyway, um, one very popular usage guide is Brian Garner's Modern American Usage, which has gone to several editions. And he calls it uh, busted a jocular casualism, mm. <laughs> <laughs> which is uh, maybe meant to be jocular, it certainly isn't casual. I thought that was terribly pretentious title for saying slang. <laughs> mm, well, he might have re- he he might have been thinking of Huck Finn too. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so Ben Zimmer wrote uh, a piece on this in 2010 for the New York Times Magazine, which we'll put a link up to where he talks about it. And the various contexts in which it's sometimes slang and sometimes seems to be pretty much standard usage. Mm-hmm. Um, and he quotes David K. Barnhart and Alan A. Metcalf in their book, America in So Many Words, when it is used to mean to explode or fall apart or be arrested, bust is generally slang. In the sense of failing, especially financially, it is informal as busting the bank in gambling lingo, while in the specialized sense of taming a horse, it is standard. The only way to say busting a bronco. Mm. You wouldn't want to burst your bronco. No, I wouldn't think so. Although breaking a horse is certainly used to be standard usage. Now, another thing that Zimmer pointed out in that article was that the the connection between burst and bust and dropping that R sound is a common one in... uh, Maybe more slangy speech, but it certainly has become much more common in the word curse, uh, where you, you curse becomes cuss. Yes, and that's, I think, 19th century. It goes back a long way. Yeah, and that's something that I, I grew up with was cuss words, not curse sure. words. So that when, sure. I, I grew up thinking, well, it was cuss words. And then when I saw older writing and saw older pieces that referred to curse words, I thought, what are they putting curses on people or what is this magic or something? <laughs> yeah. Curse has a definitely antique sound to it in that context. Now. Yeah. Yeah. So as uh, Zimmer at the time he was writing this entry in 2010, uh, not that long ago, um, still considered it slang, but it's, as I've noted, it's just becoming more and more common. I'd be interested in what he has to say about it today. Mm. I decided to look it up in Merriam Webster. Merriam Webster uh, dictionary is notorious for being, uh, well, you can either call it progressive or, or daring or open-minded or something more negative, but they, they tend to really try to surf with the latest trends as much as possible and be up to date. Mm-hmm. And they say seems to be gaining in status and appears with some frequency in well-edited and widely distributed publications. Mm-hmm. So that confirmed my suspicion I got to say, um, I also owe a debt to the Webster's Deluxe Unabridged Dictionary 3rd Edition 
because it's what my microphone sits on top of when we're doing these podcasts. It's the thickest book in the house, and I need to elevate the microphone a bit. You need a nice big one for that, yeah. Yeah. So here's an example, the one I ran into in the New York Times. It's actually an Associated Press story, so the Times didn't originate it. And it's discussing shelters for homeless people in New York. and says that a recent audit found many health and safety violations, including vermin infestations, busted smoke detectors, and peeling lead paint. Mm -hmm. And that just jumped off the page for me. I said, ha. Mm -hmm. Now, it's not a New York Times writer, but it went past a New York Times editor or two. Mm -hmm. Well, sure. And the AP is a source for not just the New York Times, but all kinds of newspapers. Yeah, and they have their own style book that can get pretty picky. Yeah. And, of course, I, I would naturally have written broken smoke detectors myself. Yeah, so would I. That's one of the reasons it struck me. So to just do this a little more systematically, I thought I'd start with the noun, because I think if you say the word bust by itself, that's the first thing people think of. And it actually, bust comes into the English language twice, on two separate occasions from two different sources with two different meanings. In the 13th century, it was imported from Old French, and was related to the word boist, and um, it meant box. So um, at first I thought, well, okay, so it comes from a word that means box. Does that mean that the part of the chest, which is the bust, was being compared to a box? Doesn't seem to be the case. It appears that this particular meaning died out in the 17th century, and bust was re-imported from a different source with a new meaning. Mm. But it is interesting to note that the word boist eventually in the 19th century came to mean a crude hut. Mm. And then and then this may be another coincidence. The dictionaries don't seem to know entirely what happens with this rather obscure term. But the English in India encountered the word basti, B-A-S-T-I, which meant village or group of huts, or slum is still used in India commonly. A basti is slum, and the British turn it into busty, B-U-S-T-E-E. So you got huts in, in both of those meanings, but uh, that seems to have come directly from Hindi and not from the old boist, uh, which we had gotten from French. And then in the 17th century, from French and Italian, um, emerges the meaning of for bust now that we have upper part of the trunk of the human body, referring specifically to painting and then a little later to sculpture. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so we, we think of a, a painted bust of somebody less often probably now than we do a sculpted one, but the sure. paintings came first. Yeah, bust of Julius Caesar is clearly it's going to be his head. Right. right. Yeah. Pieces of sculpture representing a person's head, shoulders, and some part of the torso mm -hmm. is the definition. Mm -hmm. Of course, uh, unfortunately for many of the antique busts, the uh, the nose gets busted off. Mm -hmm. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you get if it gets caught in an earthquake, the first thing to go is uh, on a bust is going to be the nose. The old busted bust. In the 18th century, low necklines became very popular, extremely revealing of a kind that would be considered pretty extremely daring by today's standards, especially for upper-class women um, in formal dress. And they began to use the word as a euphemism for the upper front part of the body, 
almost always a woman's. But then it logically came to mean a woman's bosom mm -hmm. or specifically her breasts. Mm -hmm. But then in garment manufacturing, it refers to the part of the garment covering the bust. So you could have a bust made of silk or something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And of course, the bust line, the measurement. Yeah. Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we're all familiar with that meaning of the word bust. I thought we'd get that out of the way early on so we don't have to obsess about when is he going to talk about bosoms. Uh-huh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I want to move on to the verb. Yeah. So um, I began to wonder how recently bust came to be slang for both burst and break. They seem like slightly different things. In the 13th century, uh, bust comes in from Germanic sources and its original meaning is to beat or thrash. Mm, mm -hmm. So it doesn't have anything at first to, as a verb to do with, with what we think of breaking or bursting, but you can see how it would evolve into that kind of thing. By the 17th century, um, the, the source word becomes uh, meaning burst. And during this time, the word burst had a pretty broad range of meanings. It meant to explode from internal pressure, like a bursting balloon. Uh, and it meant break. So it's not so much that the word had a single meaning and then diverged. It originally had a rather complex meaning that has somewhat narrowed so that we don't use burst anymore to mean smash or break. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But bust, the casual form of burst, has retained both meanings. Yes. Uh huh. And the first uh, instance of uh, bust in the sense of broke uh, that's listed in the Oxford English Dictionary, which is the usual authoritative source for word history, 1806, the Lewis and Clark expedition, Windsor busted his rifle near the muzzle. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of, then I start thinking, how many different expressions are there that involve the modern meaning of burst? Because you'd think that that would be the most common. And one that I grew up with is uh, to laugh so hard that you bust a gut. I don't think anybody would ever say burst a gut. Mm -hmm. But it's not too uncommon still to hear burst out laughing. Burst out laughing and bust a gut, right. The, the thing about bust a gut, of course, is they've go, both got the same vowel sound in them. So they go well together. Mm -hmm. Burst a gut would be awkward. Yeah. Um, earlier than that, there was an expression, bust a gusset, which is uh, kind of seen in clothing, and so you laugh so hard, your clothing bursts. Now we, we often talk about people who bust out crying or bust into song, and I'm more commonly probably burst in those cases, but those, those are both two expressions that come clearly from burst. But they could be moving that direction too. Yes. Yeah, I yes. think, I think you're, what you're getting at is we're going to start seeing this bust we we may start seeing it more commonly than we had before. Right. So um, the meaning broken, on the other hand, you get in the expression that we mentioned earlier, to meaning to go bankrupt, to go bust, was a pretty old expression. Um, bust out, escape from prison. And that can be either something you do or something does somebody does for you. If somebody helps you escape, they bust you out of prison. 
Mm-hmm. Super interesting. Mm-hmm. You can also bust into a room, bust in on someone, some embarrassing situation usually. It also is used occasionally to mock and make fun of. Now, there's an example of this from 2006 in the OED. We spent a lot of time busting each other about how bad each other's high school team was. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's, that's um, I take that as being more of a youth expression. I don't think it's in, in general usage now um, on people. Uh, you can bust up a gathering, and that means to disperse it. So you're breaking it up. In army slang, a person demoted to a lower rank is busted, busted down to private, say, where it's only a metaphorical sense. So there it gets pretty far removed from the literal meanings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the um, there's another expression that's been circulating for quite a while, to bust your ass. Right, yeah. means to work extremely hard. Yeah. You know, and busted my butt, again, it goes back to the... Um, the busted gut, the the vowel sound works really well there. Right, except this time, you I mean, so it was really working hard. Yeah. Uh, and then to bust someone's chops is a little bit more rare, as to give somebody a hard time, which is very much like the busted uh, that I was mentioning a moment ago, as, as uh, teasing somebody or, mm-hmm. or taunting them. Um And there's a lot of uh, references to that. The Ramones in 1989 uh, recorded a song called Don't Bust My Chops. And it begins, I'm sick and tired of you calling me names. I'm sick and tired of your childish games. And then the chorus is, don't bust my chops, baby. Don't bust my chops. Yeah. Uh Typical, simple Ramones line. (laughs) And of course, they didn't, uh, they weren't the first to come up with it, but it's a popular one, yeah. Yeah, but it's going to pop up if you look for the expression on, in the search because they titled the song after the expression. So a lot of people have tried to figure out, well, what does this literally mean? Bust your chops. And some overly ingenious person came up with the explanation that it must go back to the 19th century when mutton chop whiskers were common and that it would refer to somebody striking your face and, and bashing your side whiskers in I thought that was extremely unlikely for one thing I I think the expression evolved long after mutton chops were in fashion and I have a beard and and I you know it can get damaged in various ways but broken I don't know I'd have to be out in seriously sub-zero weather and (laughs) have something broken so I don't think so I think it's more likely that it refers to the old um, association of the jaw area your chops uh, so what you chop your food food with and when you get punched in the jaw your your chops are busted so i think hey, of course it, it could somewhat be related to just because that's where the beard grows but uh i don't think it has anything to do with beards yeah okay fine <laughs> well ch- if ch- yeah chops is your jaw so that's what i always assumed now most recently uh we had i talked about bust in burst in but to catch someone doing something illicit or embarrassing, uh, people will use the expression, you're busted, mm-hmm. uh, which means gotcha. Mm-hmm. Of course, when people should say gotcha, as my book points out, they often say touche. Of course, in fencing, touche is what the person who gets touched says, not the person doing the touching. But in popular usage, they've gotten reversed, and not very many people in 
know how to use touche in the traditional way anymore. It may be one of those lost causes, but it still bugs me. Um, the, the, back in the 90s, when it was popular for TV shows to be based on prank calls, calling people up, um, they would sometimes end with saying, you're busted, mm-hmm. which means we just tricked you, which is a little different. In yeah. Meaning. Yeah. Instead of tease you, you I tease you by, by tricking you. Now, before we get any further, um, I want to ask you about another phrase, um, uh, su- such and such or bust. I'm, right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go here or bust. Do you know anything about that? Yeah, it seems to come from a Colorado gold rush in the 1840s. And the, it was reported that wagons headed west of people who were trying to make their fortune by getting out of the gold rush would say Pike's Peak or bust a sign on the, on the wagon. Uh, the idea being, I'm going to make it to the gold country across these cursed forever flat plains to get to the mountains where the gold is. If I don't get it, I'm going bankrupt. I've invested everything in this enterprise. So mm-hmm. it's Pike's Peak or bust. And then again, came to be Oregon or bust, California or bust, and then people use it metaphorically in all kinds of ways. It's still a very popular expression. That makes me want to circle back just briefly to the Ben Zimmer article that we you referenced earlier, because uh, what he was commenting on was the uh, BP oil spill right. in the Gulf, and that was a few years ago, right. and how popular it became for journalists to just routinely refer to it as the busted well, right. as opposed to the broken well. And he was possibly attributing that to that same idea. Bust meaning going broke and uh, such and such a well is busted. Well, sometimes they were doing it deliberately to make the pun. So, you know, the, the company might go bankrupt as a result of the accident. Yeah. And there's that too. Yeah. But I think it comes to mind because that oil well, yeah, there was some of it was bursting. It was a burst pipe. It was also a broken pipe. It's it's got breaking and bursting both in it, and that it just leads people toward thinking about busting. But of course, when your oil well goes dry and you're busted, then the well's bust. The well is busted when it goes dry too. Yeah. <laughs> right. Now there's also a usage in in hip hop um, rappers. Uh, or were said to bust a rhyme when they came up with uh, you know a good two-liner rhyming um, rap, and uh, that was I think almost everybody knows that's the stage name that was chosen by one of the rap stars, uh, Trevor Thalem Smith Jr. <laughs> original name. Imagine how far he would have made it in hip hop with that, <laughs> right? Yeah, moniker, um, and he called himself Busta Rhymes. Uh, it's altering the spelling a bit, B-U-S-T-A-R-H-Y-M-E-S. So, you know, being fairly clever with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that brings us to the name Buster, because he's treating it as if it were a first name here. Uh, not a common first name now, but their very famous Buster is Buster Keaton, mm-hmm. the famous uh, silent film star who did the most incredible hair-raising, life-risking stunts, and he did all his own stunts, and they're they're sometimes just scary to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, things he did when you know he was risking his life over and over, and always with a, a straight face, just 
an amazing. You can see a lot of Buster Keaton either on YouTube or um, they're, they're streamable on TV too. Another lesser known star that I have a connection with is Buster Crab. He was a competitive swimmer actually, uh, was in the Olympics, and then went on to become a movie actor playing a lot of heroic roles, including Tarzan mm -hmm. and Flash Gordon and Buck Rogers. I have a whole lecture that I give on Flash Gordon and Buck Rogers, which we may get back to in a, a future podcast. And uh, he, he played the, the lead character in, in both of those movie serials. I don't want to leave out us baseball fans who know the, the journalist Buster Olney used to write for the New York Times and now is on ESPN, and the baseball player Buster uh -huh. Posey, uh, who has uh, been you know, it's one of the top players in in major league baseball these days and the confusion that arises from time to time when somebody currently is talking to buster Olney, who goes back farther than of course the baseball player buster posey and refers to him incorrectly as buster posey but buster it wouldn't work it wouldn't work if their first name was george i don't think it's just buster is such an unusual uh and, and of course neither of them was named buster right it's sort of nickname-ish yeah. I'm not sure any, it was ever considered a really proper no. name. Um, I'm not a sports fan, but I did notice when I was searching on, on the web that there were quite a few athletes mm -hmm. named Buster. Mm -hmm. But the one that interests me the most is Buster Brown. Um, I, I'm fascinated by the history of early comics, and comics have been around now for well over a century. And one of the very first was by Richard F. Alcult. I'm not sure how to pronounce his name, O-U-T-C-A-U-L-T. I've never heard it spoken. And anyway, he, he created The Yellow Kid, and then, uh, which is sometimes considered the first comic, and then was followed by Buster Brown. And Buster Brown was uh, originated in 1902, and it was about a little kid who um, was essentially the Bart Simpson of that era. He was a real troublemaker and got up to all kinds of mischief and the strip was always about the mayhem that he created doing all kinds of outrageous stunts. But he was dressed in what was considered suitable garb for a little boy at that period. Little boys were dressed in dresses rather than pants. They had to grow up a certain amount before they earned short pants and then when they approached adolescence they were able to put on at last long pants. He went through these three stages so he has a sort of a, a dress on, really, and a, a fancy hat and curly long hair and looks very girlish. And the, so the image of him to a modern reader looking at his pictures and then reading what he's up to are just completely in contrast. And I, I would suppose that even back then it was considered part of the joke that he comes from a well-to-do family where he's all duded up and he's fancy clothes, and then he's just creating havoc wherever he goes. And the strip used to end uh, every Sunday with a panel that was labeled Resolved. And the idea was this was be, uh, you'd guess that this is where he's going to apologize and, and explain, okay, I'm never going to do this again. But instead, what he would do is go on a rant that would have nothing to do with what he just did, or he would be resolving not to get caught or he would be explaining why what he did was all right so it was just another joke added on to the end <laughs> 
But uh, what happened with Buster Brown is in 1904, just two years after he became hugely popular, he was hired essentially by the Brown Shoe Company to be their representative. Mm -hmm. And their shoes came to be known eventually as Buster Brown's. Now, the strip ended in 1921, but the Buster Brown shoes persisted. And I even bought some for my daughter when she was a little girl in the 70s. Sure. So I don't know if they're still around. But when I was a kid, there was still the Buster Brown radio show, which was sponsored by the Brown Shoe Company. Mm -hmm. And Buster Brown appeared in that only in the ads. They had totally different characters who made up the... The story, I won't go into all the detail about that, but you can look it up in Wikipedia if you want. And, but Buster Brown did appear in the ads and always introduced his dog, Tige. Um, and so the his fame way outlisted the comic strip. And in those days, if it didn't turn into a comic book, um, that is in the 30s and 40s, you you didn't really have access to old comic strips. And so a whole generation grew up with only this image and advertisements of this boy in this very sissy-looking outfit advertising shoes. And the, the connection with outrageous behavior was completely lost. So um, the whole name of Buster Brown came to have a totally different connotation than it began with. Mm-hmm. Well, back in the 19th century, the term Buster became a colloquial term for a man, a buster, and but is often used to traditionally when you're reproaching somebody, like, just what do you think you're doing, buster? Yeah, right. I don't know if anybody's ever said, hey, buster, you're busted, but technically you could. Yeah, and it's all also something that you I associate with uh, B-movies. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But also a stern parent saying, hold it right there, buster. Sure. Yeah, right. Yeah. But, you know, spanking our gang kind of that's a lingo and not not something that you would see in a, a, a serious work. Yeah, exactly. So and that's that one is I think people are are familiar with it from old movies, but that's that's basically what it's uh, restricted to by now. Uh, I don't mean to say that our gang is not serious, by the way. High minded. How's that? I have a wonderful recording, by the way, of uh, the music from the Our Gang series that's performed by a, a Dutch orchestra. It's some of the most lively, upbeat things I've ever heard. It's, it's great. Yeah, well, that's one of the more unfortunate things about the the old uh, Our Gang reels is that the the music is just as grainy and and awful sounding in the recording as the as the film that you know it hasn't survived too well. Right. Um, so I decided to consult my Cassell Dictionary of Slang and see what else they might come up with. And it was overwhelming. There's almost a full page of various uses of bust or buster in various expressions and formulations. And so I thought, okay, I'm not going to talk about all these. I don't even feel like counting them. But I thought I'd just throw in a couple that uh, I ran into there. And one is that a fight used to be called a bust-up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah. Which goes along with dust-up. It would be interesting to know if one inspired the other. But the most obscure one that I ran into that I thought was really interesting was that in the 19th century, evidently some people used the term bust-maker to mean seducer, a seducer of women. 
and it was to refer to a man who impregnated a woman, causing her breasts to swell. Mm. So increasing her bust size. So he was a bust maker. Oh, wow. That is really obscure. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, that brings us back to the noun. And the interesting fact that the word bust is, in its noun use, is not at all slang, but very proper and could even be seen as a polite euphemism for breasts. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. That's a lot to, to, to chew on there. So, uh, so we, had a, we had bust as the noun and, and bust as the verb, and of course, buster, the uh, proper noun the name and we'll have some links to go along with this podcast to some other sources just to circle back to the usage point of bust you're noting where you started uh you're noting that it is becoming more common to see that in uh the newspapers and to hear npr commentators using the word bust where you might expect to hear broken or or um uh burst i suppose Mm -hmm. and we might be considering those other uses more acceptable, but it looks like this is the, again, an example of the, the ground shifting a little bit and bust becoming more acceptable. Right. right. I, I didn't write it up in my book just because I thought, well, maybe I'm wrong in thinking that this is just old fashioned slang. Mm-hmm. So um, it's sort of floating out there, but I thought it was worth talking about here. Sure. Yeah. Well, I, I agree. And uh, for my own writing, um, I'm probably going to continue to, to avoid it, I, I suppose. But if I do feel like I want to bust it out from time to time, I'm not going to feel too shy about it. Okay, Tom. All right. Thank you, Paul. So long. That'll do it for the Common Errors in English Usage podcast. Send your comments, questions, and feedback to commonerrorspodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.